Welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa. And welcome back, guys, to episode 56. We're super excited you guys are here today. We have so much fun in store for today's episode. But first, before we jump into everything, we've been saying it here every week. We are now a week and a half away. What are we a week and a half away from, Sabrina? The live show! The live show on July 27th at the Williamsburg Music Center. Buy your tickets. We cannot stress this enough. You need to buy your tickets beforehand. We will be selling them at the door, but they will be a little bit more expensive. And if you buy your tickets online, you save time, you save stress. You already know the fun is in store. Yes. The link to buy your tickets is in the episode of uh, the bio of today's episode. <laughs> Wow, words are stumbling. Um, but you can click on that Eventbrite link. It will have all of the details about when the doors are going to open, how long the show is going to be, and all the fun that is in store for you guys. So please, please, please buy the tickets and feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Um, but before I delay too much, we want to introduce a very special guest with us today. She is an extremely talented writer and social media influencer and a very good friend of mine. Please welcome to the show, Jessica Golich. Hey, ladies. Thank you so much, Alyssa and Sabrina. The pleasure is all mine, and congrats on all the success with keeping it together so far. You are so sweet. Thank thank you so much. We're so excited you're here, and we're we're really excited about today's discussion. Yeah, Uh, I look forward to what we spend together, because I know there's a lot to talk about pertaining to mental health in the digital world. No, exactly. And I mean, this is the perfect time to have this type of conversation because we have been on a mental health and self-care type segment. Um, And being I I work also in the digital space as a digital advertiser and you being a social media influencer. um, It's interesting to see kind of how social media has kind of become one of the leading causes to mental health. Mm -hmm. Sabrina and I have been talking about this a ton, um, a lot with depression and anxiety that social media, it's come out in so many different studies that it's now one of the leading causes to these unfortunate diseases. Have you heard about any of this kind of happening in the news? Like, what are your thoughts on on this trend? You know, I can personally personalize and say firsthand through experience that I went through a sort of mental health stint myself. And it's something that I'm proud to have undergone in hindsight, but it was debilitating in the meantime. And it took me time to realize the sole source of that was myself, but it was also myself through being so fixated on the world I was creating digitally without mm-hmm. forgetting about my life in the physical. Yeah, that's a really tough realization to come about when you kind of see that you lose a little bit of your own self in all of it because there's a there's kind of this image we have to put out there, right? There's always Yeah, and it's also we feel as though we're lost in the shadows of other people's lives at times, and it's unfortunate at times that we can't push through those subconscious thoughts and recognize that we do have it good. We have a roof over our head. We have this, we have that, but the craving for more really can get a hold on a soul and on a spirit, and it could be, as I said, debilitating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that more is always being thrown in your face when you're on social media. You see everybody going on their vacations or their concerts or where they're eating their food or like they have a boyfriend or they have a girlfriend and like you're like, man, I want that too. And you, yeah, you lose sight of what you already got. Yeah. It's the FOMO feeling, right? Social media actually conned this term FOMO and it was specifically coming from Snapchat and Instagram stories. Snapchat first because it, you know, came before the Instagram stories. And I just think that's absolutely insane that now social media is creating these different terms of in our, our languages and, creating this whole idealistic mentality almost 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, contradictingly, it's, I look at it from the perspective, especially with fear of missing out is what are you really missing out on when you're recording the moment and missing out on the moment when you're within it? Mm-hmm. Something interesting I've seen at a couple concerts we've been to is that a lot of artists will have security outside and will put stickers on people's phones where all of their cameras are. And if they notice that anybody is taking a photo or a video, they will actually confiscate the phone. Yeah, wow. that's been a practice that a lot of artists have put into place at concerts for their own mental health in itself because looking out into a crowd and seeing nothing but the cell phone lights and all that stimulus can be overwhelming to the artist and the mm-hmm. human being behind the music. No, exactly. It, it creates this facade and then they feel like they have to perform even better than what they were doing. And they may have already been having an incredible show, but now there's this pressure because there is the camera on them and they have to then give... 200% more than they were already giving. Oh, and then let's not forget the rude people out there that have flash on their camera. Mm. Just bright lights in your face already. Let's put some more there. Yeah, and, and neglecting, I guess, their surroundings in the sense. And you know what? I'll speak on my behalf. I've done that myself, but I had to learn through experience how that is ruining other people's experience along the way. And how unfair is that? But, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny talking about all these downsides of social media, but there are many upsides that I've experienced as well. It's about finding that balance, and at times that could be the challenge in itself. No, totally. Um, Kind of going back on the whole FOMO term and and kind of how social media can be pretty debilitating. As a social media influencer, how do you find that balance and specifically in creating those boundaries for letting people into your personal life through a screen? You know, Alyssa and Sabrina, it's been fascinating to me to look at this in hindsight again because I had allowed people far too into my personal life in the past, and that affected mm-hmm. me and it affected the way that I was conducting my relationships in the physical. Mm-hmm. And my relationships were experiencing many, many holes that need to be patched up from that realization and seeing that this digital screen and this portrayal that I'm creating of myself is not what we're sharing in this moment. Mm-hmm. And this intimacy that we're sharing in the physical is more important. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's... It's sometimes we get a little jaded, right, by what we're trying to put out there because it's it's what we peop- what we want people to see, but then we also want to see it for ourselves, right? Like most of the times I'm posting an Instagram story, I want to believe that my life is that awesome. I want to believe that my life is that happy and that energetic and whatever it is I'm trying to put out there and and you almost have to kind of like check yourself in a sense. Oh yeah, no you know, it's so it's so fascinating to see how many social media influencers there are out there who are showing the sides of themselves that they wouldn't necessarily have shown before because it's becoming a lot more empowering to be more real and to be more passionate and to be more vulnerable online as well. Mhm. Definitely. It's a new wave for the influencers and I think it's a good one because I think before when at least when we you did see it on Instagram especially when it first was created that People were putting up a wall and everybody could tell that it was fake. Yeah. And it's tough. Oh, yeah. It's it's tough now because we don't want to believe it's fake. We want to believe it's genuine. We want to believe it's real what that person is putting out there. Yeah. Well, people want to find – people want to make a connection with somebody. They want to make a good, solid connection. So that's why they want to believe that it's mm-hmm. all real, which I think I think this wave of social media influencers who are becoming more vulnerable, I, th- I think that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. It is, yeah, and they're deepening their connection with themselves along the way because that vulnerability that they're shedding to the community that they have worked diligently to build 
is important and it showcases a sense of unity and respect and wisdom from that individual that is being translated to influence into their community, into their heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I mean, you've built an astounding community. I mean, you have over 57,000 followers. And it's Holy crap. Absolutely, one, incredible to see your journey. And two, I'm obsessed with all of your posts. Every time I read them, I feel like I've been inspired and I can go kick ass into the world. That's a beautiful feeling for me to feel in the moment. And I will say, I recall us having dinner in Santa Monica and the simulation oh of the conversation was was beautiful. And yes. it's, I'm so happy years later we're able to have this conversation now. Exactly. That just shows what human connections can do and the good sides of social media of actually connecting people and letting people stay in touch. And when you do reunite, it's kind of like no time has ever passed. Totally. So another question that we have for you and something that, I mean, I've always wondered. I know, Sabrina, you've always wondered. I need to know. What is it really like being a social media influencer and how have you kind of built this community around you to inspire people in the way that you do? You know, Alyssa and Sabrina, I've built it through perseverance, through rejection. I can't tell you how many Mm. times and how many different brands I've attempted to collaborate with, how many different influencers in the past previously to having this following that I diligently built. And those rejections taught me to keep striving and to build a solid foundation for myself. And that you don't necessarily need all those branding um, techniques and all of those different brands working with you, you can create your own brand in the myth. You can Mm -hmm. create your own stores. You can create your own uh, podcasts as as such. There's so many different ways to become an influencer. And then once you build that vulnerability and trust with your community, they're going to ride with you through it all. Mm -hmm. That's the important thing. And I think that's kind of the thing that we've struggled with, even with our own show and, and trying to build the brand here is that we do have a strong following, but it's, you know, it is a smaller following. We do have a smaller community and we're kind of in a place where we're ready to break out a little bit and really start connecting to more people while still maintaining the connections that we do have. And it can sometimes... And the connections that you're building daily are important towards your future. And exactly. recognizing that in the midst of it, you guys have only been doing this for what, one or two years? Yeah, it's been a year. It's oh, been a little over a year now. And you're on Apple Podcasts, you're on Spotify. <laughs> Why not celebrate all of that? That's so much to celebrate. No, you know? exactly. It's There's so many accomplishments that have come through it more than we've ever thought would imagine when yeah. we first sat in my apartment and recorded our <laughs> very first episode. You know what this is? This That's is how it goes. This is the wanting more. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. We're forgetting all the stuff that we've already done. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to be bigger because we see all these other bigger podcasts, bigger influencers, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And we kind of lose sight of what have we already done. It gets to me, man. Whew. It does. I'm sure it does. And it's hard for it not to. And I think it takes moments of sincere reflection to recognize that you are building diligently and it does not happen overnight. I've been working oh, exactly. on social media. If I personalize this since 2010 when Instagram first started that app. And wow. for me to recognize the opportunity then was a gift. That's incredible. You've 2010, been, my wow, God. Nine years of doing that. <laughs> That's Holy a long shit. time ago. Most people can't yeah. stick with things for like a year. Yeah, but it goes to show that with all the tools that they've added and all the different ways of means of connection, as we were speaking of, I guess, the, the opportunities for growth with social media in previous in the conversation, all the opportunities that I've gained with human connection, with being able to get access to events have come through social media. So mm-hmm. that contradictingly, I could say, has been a major positive in my life. 
No, it definitely has. I think there's been a lot of positives that kind of outweigh those negatives. But something that I've I've personally seen in this in the social media space is that it's almost like everything is becoming an ad. It's not everybody, but there's this overwhelming presence of people trying to sell you something, not sell who everything. they are, but sell a product. And they're always linking to something or they're always making you want to purchase something on behalf of another company. And it's kind of like, well, I don't know you. So why am I going to purchase this if I don't know who you are type of a thing? What are your thoughts on that? Have you seen this kind of happening? Yeah. And, you know, I've been a culprit of that myself in which I've had brands contact me and say, oh, you'll get 20 percent off this if you post this with your followers. But in the end of the day, what am I really getting out of that? A mm-hmm. small little stipend. That small little stipend takes away from the unity and the vulnerability and community and the trust that I built within my community. Mm-hmm. So I no longer affiliate myself with that. And to each their own, to all those that influencers that do. But if you want to build a solid, steady foundation as a human being in the digital world, you have to showcase your humanness as well, not only sell a product. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. It's it's tough because you want people to believe it's genuine and you don't want people to think what you're putting out there is just for the likes or for the comments or for the shares or whatever it may be, right? And you know, it's funny because I know that I do this and admittedly, I will say that there are times in which I'll look at a profile and I recognize in which, okay, well, this individual did this, this, and that to get the attention of so-and-so, and that makes them feel satisfied with themselves. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate at times because going to bed at night, if you're not satisfied with yourself and you go to bed with you and your own thoughts, no matter who you're lying next to, what are you really satisfied with in life? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I mean, that's that's a huge point, too. At the end of the day, we have to be happy with who we are and what we put out there. And sometimes yeah. it can get really jaded when we listen into those comments and we look at why didn't this post get that many likes or why didn't people interact with me as much when I thought this was real quality content. It's what's what's ironic these days is say you're out to dinner with a friend. Majority of the con I know majority of the conversation that I'm having with friends that I surround myself with is, well, did you see the comments on so and so's post? Did you see the likes this? It's actually taking away from us talking about things that are a bit more intimate. And that's something I've been trying to be more mindful of and working on, but we are all so consumed by the digital world that it's become our second language. Mm-hmm. It's not first, you know? Yeah. It, it almost makes it seem like you're not making a connection with a person and that can be really debilitating to mental health because at oh, the yeah, end of the day, totally. we want to connect to people and we want to connect to their emotions and we want our psyches to be on the same level. And also with bullying on social media, it's so sad when I see individuals striving to be something more and striving to present themselves genuinely. And then there are those souls that hide behind private profiles and debilitate them and really put them in a place because they are they aren't conscious of their ability to get their minds wrapped around Mm -hmm. their ability to move forward through that that bullying and move forward through that pressure. They're warped in those comments that Brett just drags them down. And that's so horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we saw this very recently um like this whole bullying and the whole internet getting behind this bullying uh with this whole james charles and tati drama Mm -hmm. the makeup influencers yeah the makeup influencers and just seeing how he made a mistake he's he's young he's only 18 19 years old and there was literally a hashtag of hashtag and james and i mean this isn't the first time i've seen hashtag and so and so but it's just it's very sad that people are getting so caught up in this internet drama 
when in reality the whole event was over he just promoted a different uh vitamin company that's literally all he did it's i mean he he betrayed his friend yeah but the world made it seem like he did so much worse right yeah and like you said at 18 19 years old he's not as cognitively developed or experienced in life to really push those forward and at the capacity in which his influence is to have that overwhelming stimulation get shot back down his throat i couldn't imagine and i felt bad i i don't know him and i but i do know that he's a human being and Mm -hmm. i felt bad for him during that period of time yeah nobody should ever have a hashtag saying and and their name next to it or people tweeting and saying that they should die because of whatever that they did it's absolutely horrible it's horrible and i like i think back to when i was bullied when i was younger and i could not imagine what it would be like because i because i have experienced cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. i couldn't imagine what it'd be like if it was the whole damn world oh my gosh and you know what even at the capacity that you were experiencing that affected your psyche in itself so don't yeah. discredit mm-hmm. that i understand that he is on a totally different level of influence but that is something that you had to heal through that trauma to get to a place of serenity and peace mm-hmm. yeah exactly. someone who i really admire who's doing i think really good in in terms of coping with her mental health is ariana grande do you remember years ago she was in a donut shop in canada and there was a video yes. of her when she said i hate america and everybody went behind her like behind her back and was like end ari and nickelodeon almost like cut ties with her at one point because she was still on um victorious was the show i think so and she people she made a joke a really funny kind of stupid joke but all of a sudden, everybody hated her. And then... Yeah, it blows it out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And she's had so many other unfortunate events happen to her. And thankfully, she has a really strong community behind her that supports her. But there are still people out there that want to tear her down. And that's not right. Yeah, that makes me sad. That girl's no, been through a lot the of stuff. Thing, my apologies for cutting you off. The Manchester thing is a huge component in which I have personally developed respect for her. The way that she handled that integrity, oh, yeah. honor, and loyalty that she brought forward and accountability when that wasn't even of her doing, mm-hmm. it's commendable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even that she's still performing now, right? After yeah. everything that recently happened with Mac Miller's passing and oh. the, the ending oh. of her engagement, she's had every single thing thrown at her. But she still is able to overcome it and be herself in a way that works in in, in kind of support of her mental health. I think if anything, this has caused people to have a greater connection to her, Um, you know, because I I listen to her music. And if you listen to her last two albums that she put out compared to albums that she put out before, uh, you know, she she's still like a very, you know, sexual being in her songs. Yeah. But now she's also releasing songs about her mental health and how she's feeling. Um, and I mean, there's, I mean, I think it's absolutely wonderful. Like I've found a couple of connections to her songs and I, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm proud of her, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a yeah, lot of metaphorically through her songwriting. She's matured quite, quite a bit through mm-hmm. all her experiences and it showcases that. And that's helped her, as you said, deep in her connection with her community. And that showcases, they are ride or die with her. Mm-hmm. That the loyalty that they have built with her goes through every experience and they really help her heal through that experience. It's good to see that through all of her tough times, 
she was able to turn to her community to mm-hmm. aid in her healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tough because a lot of these influencers are so young when they start. Some of them are even as young as like 13 and 14 years old. And especially those oh, celebrities yeah. we grew up with. And people always joke about the Disney stars that kind of went off the rails, aka like Lindsay Lohan and stuff like that. And it's really sad that people kept feeding into the negativity towards these people that ultimately led to their demise. They completely bullied these people for no reason because they either one sat behind a screen and were doing it or two was unhappy about their own life and did whatever they could to bring that person down and in my opinion at the end of the day even if they are your competitor or somebody who you work against you still want to build people up you never want to tear them down because once you start tearing them down you then become a part of the problem oh yeah and if anything you're like you said it's a reflection of your own discontentment within self in all for example those disney stars they are human beings that are Mm -hmm. going through childhood teenage years Mm -hmm. and also all the curiosities that we go through as human beings as well for them to change and involve is only human Mm -hmm. do you remember when um malia obama went to college oh yeah and people wrecked her for smoking weed or whatever she was in college and she was living her life i'm literally sitting there like all of y'all definitely experimented with weed when you went away to college Mm -hmm. like get off your high horse i get it she's the president's daughter but she's still a human being she's still a kid going to college to be publicized so in in that manner it's sort of discrediting to what the media brings to the table yeah it It kind of hurts because media was created, again, to connect people, to have people share moments with each other. I mean, hell, YouTube was created because people really wanted to see Janet uh, Janet Jackson's nip slip again, and that's how YouTube was created. Are you serious? It was, from that (laughs) Super Bowl performance. I didn't know that. A lot of people don't know that's the reason it was created, but the creators that came out with an interview recently, like, that's why we originally did it, but our purpose behind it is that we wanted to create a place where people could share videos and share moments with each other and then search for those moments and share them with their friends. That wasn't necessarily yeah, tied to an account. Yeah, I think about at times, see, we built all, we spent all our time building these communities and building these pages. Imagine if they all disappeared. I would be just very disheartened and very upset because all those memories that I've collected mm-hmm. are gone. You yeah, know? it's sad. Like it's good that we have like the cloud and we have these different networks that we can share things digitally. But there's also the there's no other feeling than looking at a true physical photograph, whether that's from a Polaroid, whether that's from a Walgreens camera you just recently got developed. You know, there's nothing that invokes that type of joy than kind of putting it in the physical world. I agree. I totally agree. I'm trying to do that more in my life. Like I've tried to go to shows and bring like little disposable cameras now (laughs) when we go. We have a couple of them. From, we do. From a couple concerts. Mm. There's actually a group um, named Lewis the Child. They are two DJs, Robbie and Freddie from Chicago. Yeah. I love and them. every show that they go to, they have these tables completely filled with disposable cameras. And they ask all of the attendees to take one and pass them around during the show. And then at the end of the show, there's a bucket that they all put them in. And they develop all the pictures and then post them to their social medias, but then will also mail copies to the attendees. Wow. How cool. And then all the different perceptions of the photo along the way. Mm-hmm. That's a really beautiful concept. It's something so different and unique that you don't get to see because they want people to have those interactions with each other and those really fun memories that you just, they're indescribable at that point. Yeah. And actually, like you said, physical and you'd be able to see them right in front of your face and it, you relive that feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. 
So kind of jumping back on the mental health note, um, I know you mentioned earlier you've been on a journey with with your own mental health. Um, so what what has that been for you? Um, and it, has it been a new venture or something that's been kind of ongoing for for a long time? Well, first and foremost, I appreciate you both asking. And I will say candidly that this is a very new venture. And it's something that I've had many challenges navigating throughout. And it's been through the support of people like my best friends, Amy, Aaron, my little brother, Donovan, my parents, my aunt, to have helped me form a new perception on how to tackle this with being Mm -hmm. proactive with different self-care techniques ensuring that I'm going to see my therapist, et cetera, mm-hmm. that has helped me see it, the light within this again, because there was a moment in which I trapped myself so deep in the darkness that I will be quite candid and say, I didn't know if I would make my, make it out. Mm-hmm. And that was a moment that taught me so much in hindsight that I never want to return to. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing yes, that. That's thank you. Absolutely that was very incredibly great. powerful. I mean, my own mental health journey has been a, a thing for a long time, but I've been in that place before and I know how dark and deep it can be. It's terrifying. It's ap- it's absolutely terrifying to be mm-hmm. there. And the fact that you were able to pull yourself out, you're so strong. Absolutely. Thank strong. you. Yeah. And I appreciate you both listening to that. And it's ultimately dialed down to brain chemistry as well. And it's fascinating how scientifically our brains can get warped around. I mean, I guess misaligned as well. Mm-hmm. And yes. we have to use, I I take medication and I take the medication and it's helped me really perform in my daily life without the debilitating effects of depression. Mm -hmm. Well, it's crazy. And there, the science is there behind it. There's a reason we always hang on and remember the negative events more than the positive events, right? Because it had this really traumatizing effect to us. And so naturally our brain is going to cling more on to that event that left a, physical and emotional feeling versus the one that maybe only left an emotional feeling or just a physical feeling. It's crazy to see how the brain waves can work. If you've ever seen um, videos of it in the way our, our waves will kind of go with each other, it's insane. It is. And I think that the, it takes the highest heights of ascension and the lowest lows to really recognize that you really have to be proactive with this nowadays. And with all of the things and that we can be proactive with your nutrition, mm-hmm. with be working out with making sure that you're surrounding yourself with positive, like-minded people. Being proactive about that is so important to wellness. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so unbelievably important. I've been doing that um, a lot more lately. I've been really good. You know, I've 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 been a little like I've I've been focused on my mental health before, but I will admit that it fell off a little bit there. Um, unfortunately, recently I had a very bad thing happen to me, and so. Um, now it's like, okay, I really was not taking my care, taking care of myself the way I should have been that now I'm, you know, I'm actively practicing mindfulness. Um, I deleted my Facebook app. That's like, a big like, I, like I deleted I, it. I have a lot of friends that have done that on their phone and they have found it to their benefit because yeah. it really limits your, and puts that restriction on you. Well, it was put in, like, I kept on reading news stories of things that just kept making me anxious and things out of my control. Um, you know, I've, I've been more focused on being in the moment. I mean, I've been going to therapy, so my mental health has Good. taken a seat in the dri- driver's seat. I don't know where I'm going with my words right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but it, it hasn't been the easiest. You're uh, taking control do, of it, and but I'm trying to take control. And that's extremely important. 
and you're allowing yourself room for expansion because the opportunities are li limitless in the world that we live in. And once you are able to heal yourself, you'll be able to extend that outward. Mm -hmm. And until you do that, you won't be able to. That's from my perception. I think yeah. that the healing has to begin within. You can't really mm -hmm. take many steps in your social and physical life until you focus on healing yourself. Yeah, you got you to gotta be happy with yourself before you can give yourself to others, really. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Absolutely. And something my therapist has always said to me, and I've had multiple ones, they've always had this one thought that I've, it's crazy how they've all thought the same thing is that you don't really take care of your mental health unless you've hit rock bottom. Unless you've hit that really, really, really low point, you don't know what it's like to really take control of your mental health. And it's kind of wow. a, a tough fact to realize because you think about it like, there's that moment you're like, okay, now I have to do something about this. Now it's time to take back myself and to take care of myself again. You kind of have that yes. big realization moment, but it's not until that really negative, impactful event happens that you come to that. Yeah. Yeah. And you educate yourself through those compelling, compelling places where you sort of lay your life bare before you, before everybody and before yourself. And that's mm -hmm. the most important place to lay your life bare. I feel because it really like will hearten freedom in a way. It'll teach you to be more proactive. And as you said, I love what your therapist said, because as a child, I was reflecting upon through what you said, we're, we're introduced to the world of the psyche with naivety. Mm -hmm. Once you've experienced so much in your adulthood, you have to heal holes within yourself that seek validation that are, and it's not a linear process. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. And I think what's tough is sometimes we want to believe like, oh, this is the norm. Everybody else has this happen when most of the time it's not the norm and it's not what everybody's experiencing. And you need to recognize that to be like, okay, I need to understand what is happening around me so I can then take care of myself. I think That's it's just a perfect way to put it. Yeah. I, I think it's just also too, you know, we, a lot of times don't want to admit that we're not fine. Mm -hmm. We want to just keep lying oh, yeah. to ourselves and say, I'm okay. I'm okay. I can handle this. This is fine. When like, you, we'll make a post about it or make, right? or, yeah, make a post about you. You know, that meme, in total of that, denial. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, that meme of that dog where he's like sitting in the f house on fire oh. and he's holding that cup of coffee and Me he's like, work. this is fine. Literally me, <laughs> me at work every single day. But well, it, you know, you have to endure those pains and experience and admire that your body and your mind and your spirit are of your morphing. And like I said, with having all these tools that we have within society to be proactive, to help heal, including the internet, ironically, yeah. it could help the reorganization of your emotions in the mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There are so many accounts out there that put so much positivity and really impactful quotes out there that really resonate yeah. with you to kind of totally. sit back, take a moment to understand why you're connecting with this, right? I've actually done that a lot more. Um, so I, I've kind of been revamping my fitness account and putting more of a focus on mental health. Um, just because, you know, with, with what I've gone through, I know that in, in reality, I'm not alone. Other people are going through their own shit as well. Totally. Mm -hmm. And for me to be open and vulnerable and say, hey, I'm not doing okay. If you're not doing okay, it's okay. We're in this together. Mm -hmm. I think that's just a very powerful thing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I love the title of you guys' podcast, Keeping It Together, because that's the core <laughs> of our lives. Attempting to keep it together, then evolving and attempting to keep it together afterwards, after the evolution. Because we keep learning more and more and thinking that we have it together but it's also making sure that we're not entertaining the disguise of like the ego-based mind because 
you have to make sure that you're being real with yourself in the moment. Yeah. I mean, kind of going back on the name of the show, I remember when we were first trying to create it, originally we wanted the podcast to be called Mom, I'm Trying. Yes, that's right. (laughs) We were trying. Interesting, yeah. We were trying to figure out a way to discuss this time in our life in your 20s and your 30s where you're really putting forth an effort but you just don't seem to keep it together and we kept saying that that phrase of oh we're just trying to keep it together we were like oh this makes sense because that is what I'm trying to do I am trying to keep my life together I'm trying to keep my work together my friendships my relationships and ultimately myself and that's yeah the tough part of it yeah I would say that the more open and vocal that we all are with our fallibilities, I've learned the more that we can heal together. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly that. And then also too, you know, in our process of trying to keep it all together, we got to find that balance. Mm -hmm. There's also that problem too, of where we shift focuses to other things. We're trying to keep those things together and we forget the other aspects of our life. Mm -hmm. Totally. And as you said, practicing mindfulness and sort of giving up on the pride that we lace within moments, recognizing that we have to be selfish at times and we have to be selfish with ensuring we're maintaining our self-care will only aid in the wellness of all. Headspace is a wonderful app. Let me just put that out there. Um, A great tool. I love it. Guided meditation has been, I try to do that before bed. Uh, But then also too, I just try to do it in other aspects of my life as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't personally tried it, but my two of my friends love it, and they use it often, and they recommend it to me in the past. Maybe I'll have to give it a shot. What's great is that you can do like a two-minute one or mm-hmm. a one-minute or a five-minute, however long you want. There's so many different ones out there, but in my personal experience, mindfulness and meditation are some of the most powerful forms of self-care because, one, it gets you out of your head. It really makes you Big focus time. on something else other than your anxiety or other than your depression or whatever your mental health is going on in that moment in time. And what mindfulness does is it really gets you in check of your surroundings. The whole concept of it is to get out of your head, but to look at what's going on. Okay. How is my breathing? Where am I sitting? How is my physical body feeling while I'm sitting in a chair or while I'm laying down? And sometimes that can be some of the most powerful things because you're just shifting your focus. And that's what and we're really trying your energy to do in that moment. And I think it's in the absence of the subconscious is when you really do see your light and you oh, embody yes. your light. Oh, definitely. At the end of the day, we want to shift our focus away or have the power to shift our focus when we do get caught up in our own anxieties. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, so going back, um, you mentioned that you have been working through a lot of different coping mechanisms as a social media influencer, what would you say are some of your coping mechanisms when you do get um, caught up in your mental health? You know, have you ever heard of uh, sensory deprivation? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I've always wanted to try it. Actually, explain you it. You totally should. You <laughs> both should. It has been so rejuvenating to my spirit over the years, and it's something that I find myself returning to when I feel as though I'm losing remnants of myself. Mm-hmm. It takes you to a space of emptiness that it – it's astounding to explore yourself in those moments because you really see the corridors of your soul. And it sounds so cliche, but you're literally in a tank that looks as though it's your coffin with 800 pounds of magnesium. And you're floating in a way in which even if you were to attempt to move pieces of your body, you're unable to because you're held down by the gravity in there. And you're, there's no light, no sound. And it's so beautiful to return to yourself in that sense and to really be, uh, 
away from sensory. Wow, that is incredible. Wow. That makes me want to try yeah. it. I know. I've always wanted to try it. It's something so different. Yeah, and it's the moments in the in the days afterwards, you just feel so light and free. And if if society were, if, if human beings were to experience that light and that profound emptiness day by day, we'd live in a healthier world. A hundred percent. I totally think we would if everybody was kind of in check with their mental health and and was just a little bit more mindful not a lot just a little bit of their surroundings i think this world could truly start becoming a better place you know what i think i think we're living in a very interesting time we live in a very interesting time because we are part of that shift where people are actually starting to shift their focus towards their mental health they're being more open about it when you think about this early 2000s i don't think really people ever talked about depression or anxiety um it's really like in this past decade 2010 to 2020 that it has really kind of really exploded that people have been open about it totally totally agree and we're living without the excess of i guess regret in the excess of just not being able to shed yourself or bring your true self forward because we're we're not as dependent on each other for every emotion we're finding ourselves through others experiences and our own but being able to build those communities online and even in the physical has helped us really shed a lot more light on our vulnerabilities and it's so important to continue to do so yeah and i think too in the last five years have been when it's been in a more positive light right Mm -hmm. i think in the first five years from like 2010 to 2015 it was it was being talked about but nobody was actually doing anything about it but the important thing was that it was a part of the conversation which it had not been before but now yeah and look at like lgbtq look at like the month of june oh my gosh i could not believe how society came together and really if you're on the outskirts of that is now you have become the outsider mm-hmm. because on the inside of it is where love truly stands. I've never seen that type of positivity from a community before in my life. I mean, all yeah. over the world, world pride was here in, in New York city. And I remember I was actually flying back from vacation when it was happening. And I ran into some people in the airport and we flew in about four o'clock in the afternoon and they came all the way from Spain because they wanted wow. to celebrate here with this community in this momentous time wow. of not just another pride celebration, but this was the 50th um, year of the Stonewall riots. I'm this so was sad I missed this. Near wow. and dear to their hearts. And they said that their father was there. And I just thought that was incredible to hear that they wow. were coming back to honor him. Wow. Yeah. And you know how it's really come to a place of peace and it continues to lead into a place of peace. And all these children that, are going through those experiences of being afraid in a sense to express themselves, have a lot more support, which is so important to our future leaders. Mm -hmm. Totally. It's we're, we're here to change the minds of the future. We're here to set a good example. And I think people kind of get lost in that sometimes is that the, the presence that we're putting out on social media isn't necessarily for our own generation. It's for the ones behind us because those are going to be the ones who look us up. Those are going to be the ones who actually, have a reaction and can make a change you know our generation was upset with what our parents generation did right so what are we doing about it we're becoming a part of the conversation and we're actively making changes i look at what alexandria ocasio-cortez is doing and her powerful campaign she's a fire started and she's so full of power in so many ways that is so grounded and real Mm -hmm. she really was upset with the problem and saw what 
you know, the last 20, 30 years of New York's political system was doing and said, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to challenge someone who's been in his position for 20 years and I'm going to beat him. And she did that. And there were so many other hardships that came along the way, but she really set a precedent and such a good example for kids and for others who want to get involved in the political system to show if you persevere and you continue, you can do it too. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, the important totally. thing to remember. There's scars on her heart, scars on her flesh, but that woman really made an impact and continues mm-hmm. to make an impact as a grounded leader. And what's amazing is she's using social media to do that. She's using it in a way that is impactful and memorable. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I we're coming up on time here. Um, so any last thoughts you have to say about the digital world and, and mental health? Is there any piece of advice you have for those who are looking to become an influencer in this space um, in, in ways that they can take care of their mental health in the process? I appreciate you asking. The thing that I always say when I get asked that question is to remain human and to showcase your fallibilities because your fallibilities are where you find your strength. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. That's and that's powerful. so true. We have to Thank stay you. true to ourselves at the end of the day. Totally. Like I said, you go to bed with you and your own thoughts, no matter who you're lying next to, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the show yes, today. Thank you. This has been yeah, what a great conversation. So incredible, so powerful, and we're so excited to see your journey and see where you go with your own mental health and to see where you go with your brand. We're always going to be a fan. We're always going to be following you. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll be keeping it together totally. with you. Totally. And congrats on July 27th and all your accomplishments to both of you, Alyssa and Sabrina. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, Jessica. All right, guys, this wraps up episode 56. Once again, my name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 57. Bye. Keeping it together. I'm sure.